Welcome to the Tim Price Go Harvest podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage ministry leaders. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it will be helpful to you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at timpriceblog.com. We'd also be honored if you would subscribe and share with others. Heading now to today's episode. Welcome to the Tim Price Go Harvest podcast. I'm glad you're here today, and I want to share for a few moments about getting the right perspective on money. In fact, over the next uh, couple episodes, I want to just share a little bit about money in general, partly because it's on my mind as a um, ministry fundraiser for the mission of our nonprofit ministry. I've done this now for 25, 27 years, something like that, and it just kind of dawned on me that I might want to remind myself of some of these things, especially before our big fall event that we have called the Harvathon, which is a um, uh, kind of started as an online fundraising opportunity during the pandemic, and now we're kind of transitioning it into an opportunity to share the good news of what God is doing in and through us and invite other people to join in toward the goal of continuing the mission effectively. So this first post about money is getting the right perspective on money. I may have shared this story somewhere along the way, but it's worth telling again a story from Peter Marshall about a guy that came to him and said, I really have a problem. I used to tithe regularly some years ago, but now I'm earning 500,000 a year and there is no way I can afford to give 50,000. Marshall reflected on this wealthy man's dilemma, but offered no advice He simply said, I can certainly see that you have a problem, so let's pray about it. The man agreed, so Marshall bowed his head and prayed with boldness and authority. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would reduce this man's salary back to a place that he can afford to tithe. Well, too many of us become bound by money, and it's really an issue that comes up at every turn, especially in our blessed nation and culture. I'm thankful for the blessing. I'm thankful for the ways that we have been able to uh, kind of exceed all the expectations over these last however many years we've been around. But not only now do we have this issue that comes up of being bound by money, the same issue was evident when Jesus walked the earth. He had all kinds of conversations. The rich young ruler who basically was the epitome of this thing. He had done everything right, according to himself. But Jesus said, sell all you have. Don't let anything come between you and God. So here are some ways to get the right perspective on money. Number one, put in your tithe first. If we wait to tithe, if we have some money at the end of the month, that's not going to happen. On top of that, that's not the first fruit. It's not the best of what we can offer. When we tithe right off the bat, We are visibly trusting God. We're teaching ourselves and our families and everybody around us that we are committing to live on 90% that God gives us and 10% goes to directly and practically to God's kingdom work. So as we tithe, we grow in our understanding of this principle that everything is God's. Our contentment grows knowing that we are faithful stewards and the tithe truly is worship. In the Old Testament, God's people built altars. They would kill their best uh, from the flocks and the herds. They would worship and they would sacrifice. And God was looking for a heart that was trusting and willing 
to give their best. If you don't already tithe, begin today. I know there's a lot of thoughts about tithing and questions about how you go about it and what you tithe on and all those things. My advice is just begin giving a percentage today. If you can begin with 10% right off the bat, I'm pretty confident that the Lord is going to bless you. Not that that's the reason that we do a tithe, but it works in tandem with our lives. Because we are trusting, our lives and our perspectives change. And because God is being blessed, then we not only are blessed as well, but we begin to become a blessing. My wife and I have tithed ever since we've been married and even before, and it is awesome to think about the, for one thing, the accumulation of those tithes. I'll probably never be in a place in my life when I can just write the church a big, huge check and say, hey, do what you need to do. But if I count up all the years of giving 10% monthly, in, in effect, I have given that check to the church to say, let's make something happen. And I think that's pretty awesome. We need to put our tithe in first. Second thing that's going to help us get the right perspective on money is to understand that everything we have, our money, our gifts, our ability to work, all that is God's. It belongs to God and we are stewards. And we all know down deep really how precious life is and that what we have isn't important. And if you've ever experienced the tragedies of floods and storms and hurricanes and car accidents and house fires and things like that, everybody agrees the most important thing is our lives. In those moments, we don't care about anything. We don't care about the car. We don't care about the money. We don't care about the home. We're thankful for life. And if there was a way that we could instill that thought into our mind on a daily basis, that everything we have belongs to God and we're trusting him with it and we're thankful for our lives. And as we do that, the perspective of how temporary money really is begins to grow in us. Number three, cultivating contentment is an ongoing project in our lives. I don't know why this is, or I guess I could probably guess it's pretty simple because we're slammed with so many images and marketing ploys and all that, but materialism truly sneaks up on us. We're minding our own business and all of a sudden we want something more. What we have is not enough. It may be something we saw somebody else own, or it may be triggered by some kind of commercial or something like that. We might even think we should have certain things by certain stages of life talk ourselves into believing that we have to have a certain type of lifestyle or a certain type of uh, ownership in a home or car or whatever it is because of the mere fact that we are at a certain age or our friends are at a certain age. So here's one way to cultivate contentment in your life. Ask yourself before making any purchase, how long will this make me happy? That's a great question just to have in your back pocket before any purchase of any size. How long will this make me happy? The truth is, there is a little bit of buzz and happiness at a new thing in our lives, but more than that, small, short-lived, most often buzz or excitement from a new purchase becomes the reality that we have just blown money on yet again something more to fill up our homes and fill up our lives and fill up everything that we have. 
we have become so accustomed to just getting more and more and more that we don't even realize that we're squeezing out the opportunity for our hearts to be free, to be content, and to live generously. All right, so that's one, two, and three. And then number four is that we were created to give, but we are tempted to keep. Do not rob yourself or your family and home of the joy of giving. There really is no place for a scarcity mindset in the kingdom of God. God has everything, owns everything, the cattle on a thousand hills, every bit of riches and you can imagine is, is alone his. And so as God's children, we can trust that the blessings will fill our lives, the important blessings. Don't rob yourself of the joy of giving. It truly does make a difference in how you will see the world and how you live in the world. So we want to get the right perspective on money. And after this short commercial here, I want to share three reasons for money. Do you know these three reasons why we have money? All right, we've just shared some perspectives on money, and I want to kind of begin to close the podcast here with three reasons why we have money. This came from an old book called Discovering Joy Through Simplicity and Generosity. And the author shares these three reasons for money. Number one, money helps us achieve our goals. Number two, money helps us meet our needs. And number three, money helps us fulfill our life purpose. We have so much, but we give so little. Why is that? Well, it could be because many of us are stretched, we're indebted, we're kind of bent towards selfishness, and we just kind of maximize our lives to the point that we don't have any margin for the possibility of being open to God's directive about where and how we should use our money, especially in this idea of achieving goals, meeting needs, or fulfilling our life purpose. Can you imagine how free it would be to think about money as a way to take care of basic needs and fulfill a life purpose? And then everything else was more like God's call, a simple tool, a blessing to be used for kingdom ministry. For God, money is a tool. It's a tool for living. But when it becomes our goal, we have a problem. Use it for what it is to be used for, to meet goals and God's call on our lives, to meet the needs in our lives, and fulfill our life purpose. Those are three reasons that we have money, and it helps us get the right perspective on money when we put our trust in God and begin to interact with it in that way. I want to thank you for listening today to the Tim Price Go Harvest podcast. I'm thankful for each one, and I hope that this little um, theme here for uh, two or three episodes will be uh, meaningful as, as everybody has to deal with money, I realize. But I also want to make sure that in these, these uh, episodes that I highlight, November 18th, 2022, the online and in-person Harvathon for our ministry, Harvest Ministry team. We'll be sharing the goal and be sharing how you can be a part of that how you can partner with us on an ongoing basis or join us for the one night to give toward the mission. And I'm grateful for everybody who does that already and inviting you to consider it as well. These money episodes aren't necessarily geared toward inviting people to give, 
but more of training and teaching myself and each of us that money is God's money, and we are vessels. We are stewards. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. We hope this has been encouraging and helpful to you. Stay in touch with us at timpriceblog.com. Until next time, keep following in the footsteps of Jesus and lifting up the name of the Lord. Thanks for your work and ministry.